Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Tonight, we're going to be going to the Word of God. We'll read a scripture in, in the book of 2 Chronicles, and then we're going to be going to the book of Exodus. There is a danger in our world today. One of the greatest dangers in our world is the danger of ignorance. That's right. Not knowing the truth. What do I mean? Well, the ultimate is expressed in not knowing Jesus, who is the truth. If you are ignorant, the Bible says, of Jesus and, and ignorant of truth, then you could go out to a Christless eternity. And that would be such a shame. There is a danger in not knowing the truth. And we can see this ongoing all throughout history. You know, the Bible is not just a, a history book. But when we read the Bible, especially those stories in the Old Testament that God gave us the account of, it is, it is more of a road map. God wants us to follow the things that we see them doing that, you know, ended up uh, bringing them in, into God's will. And He wants us to observe what they may have done, felt, said, uh, that took them the wrong direction. In fact, the book of Judges, all through the book of Judges, there, there, there is a cycle that is seen. 400 years that the people, they did good for a little while, and then they would do bad for a little while. They would forget God for a little while and forget their responsibilities and forget their worship, and, and they would forget how to treat one another. And sure enough, you know, things would get bad. And then God would send a judge. And the judge would teach them and tell them what they should do and, and stand up with them against their enemies and lead them against their enemies. And they would repent and they would, you know, start doing right again and things would get good. But um, as time went on, you know, uh, they would slowly go back off into, uh, you know, um, forsaking God or forgetting God or forgetting their responsibilities. You know, this is the great cycle of life is that uh, we have good times and bad times. There are generations that serve God and do great and have great leadership and great teachers and great word and, and please God and, and, you know, and our nation booms and, you know, and the world does good and there's peace. And, and then there are generations that, that seem as though that they take that for granted and if not watchful, they will you know, backslide and slide back off into doing things they shouldn't do, allowing things and tolerating things that are that, uh, not the will of God. And it ends up, you know, going away from God and things get bad. Generation will be good and generation's bad. You know, um, I think that perhaps God raises up leaders in every generation. It's just uh, maybe sometimes the leaders don't seem so important or maybe the word that they have does not seem so clear until a nation or a people get into such trouble that they realize that they've forsaken God. They need God and need someone to show them the way. That is one of the things that had happened in 2 Chronicles chapter 15. We read this verse two Sundays ago on Father's Day, and we talked about the necessity of, of needing in our world today. We need fathers, and we need priests, and we need kings. And uh, in, the, in the third verse of chapter 15 in 2 Chronicles, the Bible says, For a long time the children of Israel had been without a true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. Uh, I encourage you to go back, if you, uh, if you would, uh, in our archived messages and listen to that Father's Day message. 
it encourages us to realize that we really do need to rise up. You know, you can be, perhaps you are called by God in, uh, in this generation, and you could be that voice that God is using to be a teaching priest, to be someone who others will listen to. Because uh, as we go back to the Word of God tonight, we're going to be going to Exodus chapter 23, and we're going to look and see what God really encourages us to do as we grow up into Him and as we mature. In Exodus chapter 20, uh, the Bible tells us that God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses, and you've read them, you know. They're divided into two halves. One half is how we treat God, and the other half is how we treat others, our neighbors. You know, and right in the very middle of that is how we treat our parents. You know, very important that we honor our fathers and our mothers, that our days may be long upon the land which the Lord our God gives us. But, and, and, and parents are that hinge pin there. And parents represent, again, those who are teaching us, those who are sharing with us. Let me encourage you. The, the bridge between God and uh, 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 others, uh, uh, God and, and our neighbors, is the parent. Those who people look up to, whether it's a biological parent or an adoptive parent, a foster parent, a spiritual parent, someone that others look up to. You know, you could be that person in someone else's life that influences them to do right. Well, let's look tonight at what the Word of God says in Exodus chapter 23. Chapter 20, God give the Ten Commandments. Specifically this evening, we're going to look at commandment number nine. Why? Because this is one of the dangers in our world today, is that people are not respectful, perhaps they do not know, or perhaps they are sharing things that they do not know. People don't know the truth, okay? They don't. That does not keep people from talking a lot. But you know, you might be surprised at what you really don't know. The older I get, the more mature that I get, the more spiritual that I get, I realize um, the little that I know. What I know becomes more and more precious, but I realize how much I really don't know. And we need to make sure that we are following the Word of God, especially the Ninth Commandment, which deals with bearing false witness. Okay? Look how God, uh, through Moses, begins to explain this to the people. In, in verse 1 of chapter 23, uh, and we'll read a few verses, and uh, we'll just see what kind of time we have this evening, and we'll just comment on a few of them. And I'll encourage you to continue to read the rest of them to make sure that you are getting the, the Scriptures in context. All right? Verse 1, you ready? You shall not circulate a false report. Oh, my goodness. You know, it sounds like that could have been written today. It sounds like that could have been written, you know, by a good parent today, which God is the good parent, and it is for today. Uh, it, it, it sounds like a word that would fix a lot of problems today. So take this to heart. Now, you might say, hold on a second. You know, doesn't this, you know, don't. I, I'm tired of the don'ts. Oh, wait, listen. Even in a perfect world, there are do's and don'ts. There are rules and regulations, even in a perfect world. That's what the Bible says. Do you remember in the Garden of Eden? If you'll look in chapter 2 of Genesis, you'll find out that God told Adam and Eve, do not eat of every tree in the garden. Of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, do not eat of that. It'll cause you trouble. In fact, you, know, uh, you will die. You will, you will experience a spiritual death. Uh, there were rules and regulations even in a perfect world, a world without sin. How much more should there be rules and regulations in our lives? 
it's very important to realize that God says that we should not circulate a false report. Talking about rumors, talking about gossip, talking about, you know, um, opinions, okay? You might say, well, how do I know it's a false report? You know, well, just because you have read it from some, you know, commentator journalist does not mean that it's true. Uh, how do you know it's false? Well, let me turn that around for you. How do you know it's true? If you do not know for sure, if it's hearsay, secondhand information, commentary journalism, if it's, uh, you know, uh, some opinion, just because you Google it and find it on, on, you know, three of the articles on your front page does not make it the truth. Let me tell you what the truth is. God's Word is truth, okay? And God's Word gives us enough truth that we can circulate. Now, don't circulate a false report. Do not put your hand with the wicked. God considers that to be putting your hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Don't, uh, you know... Don't believe for one moment that the devil is not stirring up propaganda on the right and on the left. Now, you know, uh, the, the, the devil is liberal and conservative, okay? Listen, he's found in both camps. All he wants to do is divide, and he divides many times by circulating false reports. And, and God says, do not put your hand with the wicked. Don't join with the wicked. Don't side with the wicked. What, what, what are the wicked? Well, the wicked are people that are ending up causing evil to happen, causing division and causing problems. Don't put your hand with the wicked. Don't be an unrighteous witness. Verse 2, you shall not follow a crowd to do evil. Oh my goodness. You know, again, this could be written today from any, you know, well-meaning teaching parent from any person that, 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 that would want to give you advice that would help you and save your life and bless our nation and our community and keep things from getting worse. Now, there are ways to air grievances and there are ways to share opinions and there are ways to lodge complaints and there are ways to peacefully po protest. But do not, verse 2 says, do not follow a crowd to do evil. Don't do this. Listen, when the crowd decides they're going to do evil, don't go with them. Do not follow them. I'm going to assume that you know what evil is, that you know the difference between good and evil, that you know the difference between, you know, uh, uh, just being able to publicly speak your opinion, even in protest or in support. The difference between that and carrying a weapon to a protest, you know, ready to hurt someone, you know, that's not the will of God. Now, I'm, I'm well aware that that is what's going on in America today, but you should not be a part of it. That's what the Word says. Nor shall you testify in a dispute and, uh, as to turn aside after many to pervert just, uh, justice. Nor should you testify in a dispute. Hold on a second. You should not become, you know, a, a part of a dispute. Don't testify in a dispute so as to turn, you know, and, and many are, are, are to pervert justice. Don't, don't do that. Uh, don't turn aside after many is what it says. That, that means if everybody else is saying it, does not give you a right to say it. 
Just because everybody else is screaming, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. You heard that on Sunday. God wants you to know that you should not turn aside with a crowd or run with many who are chanting things that are only destructive. Okay? Whether it is on the right side or the left side, the loud crowd should not be the one pushing our buttons. Verse 3, you shall not show partiality to the poor in his dispute. What? Listen, this was written, you know, by Moses, inspired by God and given to the children of Israel, God's children, so that they would know what to do, how to act in times of trouble. And here, specifically, you shall not show partiality to the poor. What does that mean? That means that you should not favor the poor in a dispute or in his cause just because he is poor. Because living right and righteous and doing right is the responsibility of every person without respect to their state station of life. Just because they may be poor, needy, or have a problem does not give them the right to break the law, to hurt someone else, and we should not show partiality to a poor man in his dispute just because he is poor. Verse 4, let's continue. If you meet your enemy's ox in, or, or, or his donkey going astray, you shall surely bring it back home to him. Hold on a second. I'm supposed to help my enemy? Yes. God's Word is simple, that we should not live a life not caring about others, especially our enemies. And if we find our enemies in need, we should help them. He goes on in verse 5. It's connected with that. If you see your uh, enemy, if you see the donkey of one who hates you lying under its burden, and you don't want to, you would refrain from, from helping him, even if you don't want to help him. I mean, if, if you find, uh, uh, God is writing here, if you find uh, uh, your enemy's uh, animal under a burden, and you don't want to help him, but he's hurt, he's fallen down, he's hurt, the Bible says you help him anyway. You shall surely help him with it. You'll stop and, stop and help someone who is in need, even if they hate you, even if they're your enemy. When someone falls down, you help them up. You don't kick them. When someone stumbles, you encourage them. Whenever they have a heavy burden, you help them with that burden. You don't just walk on by. Even if you don't want to help them, you help them. Oh, this is a good word, isn't it? Listen, you would think that this was just written for today. Well, guess what? It was. Verse number 7. Uh, well, verse 6. Verse 6 says, now, you remember not to show partiality, don't show favor to a poor person because he's poor. You know, judge a righteous judgment. Well, this one goes in the other direction. Verse 6, you shall not pervert the judgment of your poor in his dispute. Now, you're not supposed to show favor to a poor person just because he's poor, but neither are you supposed to pervert his judgment. You're not supposed to disfavor him either. You know, uh, just because someone is poor and needy, 
you don't uh, say, well, well, you know, don't insult them by saying, well, you're not responsible. Don't treat them like a child. Well, you're not responsible. You know, no, they are responsible. But neither do you judge against them just because they're poor. You don't stack the deck for them or the deck against them. The Bible encourages us to judge a righteous judgment. It's all a part of the ninth commandment, the commandment that God encourages us to make sure that we are not bearing a false witness or we're not circulating a false report and that we don't say something is good when it's bad or bad when it's good. You know, just because something is bad does not mean you have to tear it down to fix it, okay? The Bible tells us that we should lift up an honest, truthful report. And I really do believe that, you know, there's a great dearth in the earth. There's a great you know, danger in the earth. And the danger is, is that the devil wants to deceive us and make us think we know something when we don't. It's a part of the original sin. It's a part of what happened to Eve. Eve thought because of the devil's deception, Eve thought, she really believed it was going to be best to do this, to eat of the fruit of this tree. And then not only that, she circulated that report and she went and she told her husband Adam and gave it to him and he ate it as well. Why? Because she had circulated a report that we'll be like gods. We'll know good and evil. This is good for us. It's not bad for us. She was deceived. She did not know the truth. She had been told a lie. She had been, you know, it was laced with the truth, but it was a lie. And what she believed as a result of that false report was a false truth. And she shared it. And you see how that worked for us. Uh, verse number seven. Keep yourself far from a false matter. And again, how do you know if it's false? Well, let me, let me uh, put, put the responsibility on you. Uh, do you know it's true? Or you just think it, feel it, want it, uh, been stirred up on the inside of you? You know, it's, uh, I've, I've heard so many things about so many uh, groups or organizations, you know, and... and uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, when you get to the very bottom of it, most of them are just not true, but they sure have been circulated. Don't, okay? You know, keep yourself far from a false matter. That means stay way away from things that are false and do not kill the innocent and the righteous. You know, why do we want to stay away from false matters? Far away from false reports. Why do we not want to circulate false things? because it can get somebody killed. It can get somebody hurt. It can get somebody in trouble. For what? For nothing. You know, it's probably not even the truth. It may be someone's, you know, belief. It may even be well-meaning, you know, feelings. But come on now. Be big enough. Be mature enough. Be godly enough to back up, not run with the crowd and not turn aside. When they get into the ditch, don't get in the ditch with them. Don't run after the many and don't listen to the loud crowd. Make sure you're not circulating a false report. And, uh, and why? You know, stay far away from it because it kills the innocent, because it injures those who have really done no wrong. Let me encourage you. Verse 7 says, Keep yourself far from a false matter. If you don't, it could kill the innocent. Do not kill the innocent and the righteous. God said, for, 
for I will not justify the wicked. God has no plans to make wicked things right, to make evil things right. Right will not, you know, uh, truth. Let me put it the way. Truth is not determined by a show of hands, and it's not for sale to the highest bidder. Don't circulate a false report, okay? God bless. I love you. You know, I believe with all of my heart that God has a plan, just like in the book of Judges, to send teaching priests and to send someone who could say to us, this is the way, walk in it. Well, let me be one of those voices. Okay? You be one of those voices. Circulate the truth. This is the way. Don't make things worse. Okay? There's a way to make things better. God bless.